0: God is good. The Hallelujah! They really do have a good time back there. I don't want you all <laughs> all think that you know somebody's uh not happy, about, but but uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah! Whoo! What a good God we serve. That's kind of a cool new song we got there. That's kind of a neat one today. Amen. So it's kind of cool. Hallelujah water walker praise god hallelujah well god is good my time with you on the midweeks i uh, been uh, ministering on faith the life of faith and living by faith and and uh, i'm going to go ahead and do that some more that's kind of my assignment uh, at least on the midweeks for uh for my time with you and uh, for this year and uh so we uh just some of our core verses uh mark 11 22 of course we kind of narrowed it down from the very beginning. We kind of went through this whole teaching here. But uh, Jesus basically answered the disciples after they addressed him and asked him about the fig tree that he cursed and how it, it, it withered up and died so quick. And, and he just, you know, he answered just to have faith in God. Amen. Now, the word faith, of course, uh, uh, pistis is the Greek word, P-I-S-T-I-S. And um, it, it just means to believe in or have a belief in confidence, reliance, dependence, assurance, uh, even uses uh, synonyms like uh, conviction. Amen. So, you know, somebody that stands in a conviction about something, the reason they have a conviction, they stand in their convictions because they have faith in that conviction, right? That's why that's used as that. Uh, Another key word that we're going to talk about more today uh, is the word trust. Amen. That's another synonym for the word faith. It's actually the it's the Old Testament's word for faith. Amen. And so uh, let's look at a couple of the translations here. One's the Amplified, and it just adds this constantly. Have faith in God constantly. And that's kind of why we've been stirring this up all through the year, uh, talking about, uh, you know, trusting God all through the year, having faith in, uh, pardon me, uh, trusting God constantly. Uh, no matter what we're dealing with or what we're uh, up against, we stay in faith. Amen. We don't just try to drum up faith when when things get a little bit tough. Come on, somebody. And, uh, you know, because that's usually what ends up happening. You know, we get our back against the wall, and next thing you know, we're trying to uh, do everything we can to get a victory, which we should, by the way. I'm not trying to come against that. But it's just that we should live this every day, right? So the next translation, uh, I believe it's the uh, message. I gave you the message, okay? And this is what he said there in the message translation. Uh, Jesus was, matter of fact, embraced this God life. Everybody say God life. life. That was just kind of the way he brought that out. This God life. and uh, really, re, Embrace, here we go, this life of God, right? This God life. Really embrace it, and nothing will be too much for you. This mountain, for instance, just say, go jump in the lake. No shuffling or shilly-shallying, <laughs> and it's as good as done. Amen. Hallelujah. So that's kind of a Fun translation there. Amen. Uh, put the, uh, one more, let's do the uh, Hebrews 10, verse 38. This is just our intro, of course. Um, he says this, now the just, uh, that's you and me, shall what? Live by faith. As far as I'm concerned, they know no other way to live. Right. Amen. What are you going to do? Live by doubt? Going to live by fear? Uh, going to live by unbelief? No, we're going to live by faith. Amen. And that's Uh, talking about you and me. And, of course, it says, if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure uh, in him or no it brings no satisfaction to the heart of God when we're drawn back. And I always kind of like to look at that because uh, I always look at it this way. Faith to me is always about moving forward, that no matter what we're dealing with, uh, we don't back up, we don't look back, we don't pull back, we don't draw back. Amen. We we keep moving forward, amen, regardless of what we're up against. Just stay with it. Stay on it, praise God, uh, and get yourself a victory. Amen. I said, get yourself a victory, praise the Lord, in all things that you're, you're dealing with, praise God, amen. So uh, with that said, you know, this life of faith, it's, it's how we overcome, it's how we walk, how we run, the Scripture even says, uh, you know, it's, it's how we please God, Scripture says. The Word even says that uh, uh, anything that's outside of faith, He even calls it sin. That's what uh, He says in Romans, and uh, you know, that's, that's a pretty serious statement, so if you're not you know, having confidence in God, instead you're doing something other than that, uh, then, he, you know, he's basically saying, you know better. Amen. Put your faith in God. Amen. Don't back up. Amen. Uh, don't, don't believe the evil report or, don't, you know, don't believe the lie or what the enemy's trying to deceive with, you know, just stand your ground in who you are. Praise the Lord. So this is how we live. Look at your neighbor and say, it's a good way to live. Amen. We live by faith. Amen. Uh, One of the verses, of course, we live by faith and not by sight, praise the Lord. So what we're going to do here today, uh, we're going to talk this thing about trusting in the Lord, amen, just another way to say, you know, have faith in God, amen. And we're going to go to a common text, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, everybody knows this text, or at least they should, Proverbs 3, please. And I always kind of look at this, uh, uh, I don't care how many times you hear it. Uh, in fact, this actually was something that kind of stirred in me a little bit on Sunday because of something we were talking about Sunday in the message, and then this kind of sprang up in me, and uh, so as it was kind of really on my heart most of the week, and, and so uh, that's why I kind of really felt my heart needed to bring it out today. Uh, trust in the Lord with uh, what? All your heart, amen, not just a part of it, not just a, a portion of it, but with all your heart, amen, and lean not on your own understanding, amen, verse 6, please, in all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall, what, direct your paths, amen, in other words, if you want a victory, if you want to get to where you got to get to, um, then we're going to we're gonna have to acknowledge Him, lean on Him, trust in Him, amen, how many know that you can actually be in the right place at the right time all the time, well, that was weak. Somebody says, nah, I don't know. No, if, you're, if we're trusting in Him, we're not leaning on our own head because that's usually what gets us in trouble. Usually all the limits that we deal with usually start right here because that's where the war is. And um, so we buy into it or we, we believe uh, what we're seeing or how we feel or whatever. Uh, we lean on our own understanding. And then, uh, you know, if we're not acknowledging Him, if we're not, you know, somehow stopping once in a while and just giving an ear, bending an ear toward Him, amen, uh, you know, giving Him a place, Uh, that's really what it's referring to, you know, uh, basically giving him authority to, you know, speak into you at that moment, you know, and then what happens when you start doing that, then he starts leading, amen. There's probably a lot of times he's wanting to lead when we're not stopping and even acknowledging him. It happens. We've all been there. Come on. We've all been there. And, uh, um, you know, most, you know, we just have to look at it. In most cases, if we're taking the wrong steps, probably because we didn't hear the right step. We got too busy, got going along, and, and, uh, you know, life just kind of wants to take over. So pretty soon you're just doing what you do every day. You get up, you go to work, you, you know, get the kids to school, whatever, all the kind of things that we do throughout the course of a day and not even realize that, you know, uh, you know, God all through that day was trying to, you know, walk you through some things, show you some things, give you clarity about something, give you steps, you know, to take. And uh, sometimes we just get going along. Now, that doesn't mean that you, uh, you know, you don't love God or you don't, uh, you know, you don't have a, uh, you, know, uh, you know, you're not somebody, you know, that you lost your salvation because you, you wasn't listening. It's just that we missed out on one of those benefits. Are you hearing me? Because we got all kinds of benefits. Well, One of those is God wants to lead you and walk you every day, right? Walk you through things every day. Amen. That's a, that's a cool thing to have. Amen. I mean, you think about this, the creator of the ends of the earth, The one that made it all, that designed it all, the one that set it all into motion is the one that wants to communicate with you on a day-to-day basis and walk you through things and steer you through things, praise God, and amen, give you insight, give you help, amen, so you're not making wrong choices and decisions, amen. Have you ever made a wrong choice? You know, sometimes we use this as, you know, not that we're trying to get anybody depressed here, but, uh, you know, nine times out of ten, the... The miracle that we're believing for, that we need, is usually based on uh, a decision that we made, come on, some time back, and, and here we are, you know. And uh, if we would have maybe just heard God and, and not made that choice or made that decision or made that adjustment or, you know, maybe not went that way, went this way instead, we might not be needing a miracle right now. Are you with me? Amen. Again, we didn't tell you that to depress anybody. Amen. But we are here to learn and we are here to grow. And so it starts first with uh, verse 5 here, trusting in the Lord. Amen. So uh, trust in the Lord. So let's, uh, this word trust, of course, remember now it's, it's kind of the, uh, really it's about as close a word you're going to get to the word faith in the new covenant, and it means a confident belief or expectation in. It means a firm certainty. It means a depth, D-E-P-T-H, depth, depth of assurance means reliance, again, dependence. And get this, it means the ground of confidence, or we could say maybe the, the foundation of confidence. In other words, confidence, true confidence is coming out of a thing called trust, all right? Now, why is that? Well, trust is, uh, another part of that definition, is the resting of, in other words, rest, like to rest, resting of one's mind on the character of another. So in this case, that's what he's talking about. What we're doing is we're resting our mind on the character of the Lord because that's who's in, who's in the text, right? We're trusting in the Lord. So in other words, part of trust is we're having faith in the Lord. Trust in the Lord is about we're putting our assurance, our trust, come on, our uh, confidence. We're resting our mind on His character. Because if He said He'll do it, He'd do it. He said He'd lead, He'd lead. Amen. And so that's what we're doing. We're trusting in His character and who He is. Amen. You know, you think about the Word, you know, we have the, you know, the integrity of God's Word. And we can sit here all day and preach about the integrity of God's Word. God's Word is truth. God's Word, amen, works. Amen. God's Word is living and powerful. We go on and on and on about the integrity of God's Word, but it don't do you a hill of being good if if you ain't going to trust it. We could preach all day about the integrity of God's Word, but if we're not going to trust that Word, you see what I'm saying? Then it ain't going to do you any good. So it's the same thing about the character of God. You start looking at all the qualities of God, you know, one of them, of course, being integrity. Uh, you know, and you start looking at God, and what we're doing is we're resting our mind on on who He is. We're just saying, you know what, He's got this, right? And you know, He said He'd do it; He'd do it. You know, so that we just got to trust in that. And, and you know as well as I do, the warfare happens right up here. So you know, we're we're you know we're we know at least this group, <clears throat> at least this group knows. Come on, that we are to trust God with all our heart, right? We know that doctrinally, and uh, probably all of us have got that verse somewhere. On our mantle, or on hanging on a wall in a picture in, in our office, uh, we might it might be our refrigerator verse, you know, or the or the verse you got on the mirror. You might have it maybe posted on, in your car on the dash or something, you know. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, Amen. Because it's a it's a pretty good it's a pretty good verse. It's a pretty good promise if you trust in Him. Praise God and lean not on your. I mean, He'll start leading, guiding, directing. Praise the Lord. Right. It's a good thing. Right. Now, okay. Trust, Amen, in the Lord with what. With all your heart. Amen. Now, this word heart, um, the Hebrew word's leb, okay? Um, But again, it means the same thing as the new covenant in the sense of it's the core, the center, uh, the seat of control. It's really, uh, it even brings things out that out of that, of course, everything from the feelings, the intellect, all that kind of stuff, uh, the will of man, all that's based uh, coming out of the core, the center, the heart of man. So we're to trust God with His whole heart. Now, everything comes out of the heart according to Jesus, even. Uh, you know, he said that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Is that right? So in other words, whatever's in here in abundance, it's all, it's always going to come out. You just wait long enough, it'll come out. We're going to find out what's in there. You know, somebody says, if I just shut up, nobody will know. Well, that's right. If You shut up. You see, that's why the Bible says if you shut up, you look smarter than you are. Right? Right? But once you start, you know, opening up, it's like we're going to find out what's in there because... It's inevitable. See, not only what's in there uh, comes through the mouth, but also we know it comes through actions because Jesus even said that the, even the issues of life, actually uh, Solomon said this, that the issues of life spring out of the heart. Jesus even said all, all the evil things that an individual will even do springs out of the heart of man. So we know, according to Scripture, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We even know that if you got the Holy Ghost in you, out of your heart uh, will, will spring forth you know, rivers of living water. Out of the heart. So whatever we can get in here in abundance determines some things. The Scripture also says that, that what you treasure, that's where your heart will be. That word treasure literally means what you continue to deposit. That's where your heart will be. So you start thinking about trusting in the Lord with all your heart. Well, how does that happen? Well, you're going to have to start putting your attention, come on, where it needs to be. Right? So I'm going I'm to trust Him with all my heart. Well, it's hard to trust God with all your heart when, when you're focused over here and you're focused over there and you're focused over here and you know, you're you know, you depositing this because this is what you're hearing and what you're listening to and this is what you're hearing and listen to and pretty soon it's hard because your heart you know starts getting all kind of jumbled up in there. But what goes in in abundance is inevitable is going to come out. Now, I didn't say that again to depress anybody. But it says here we're to trust the Lord with all our heart. So somewhere along the line, we're going to have to start, amen, giving attention to Him, treasure Him, amen, and that's where your heart will be, amen. And the more you'll do that, the more you'll trust Him with all your heart. Because it could be that right now, most of us only trust Him with half our heart. It's just, you know, maybe, you know, four-tenths, maybe six-tenths. I'm not a math guy, but, you know. Three quarters, you know. But how many know three quarters ain't enough? We need to trust God with all of it, right? Because what happens, it's inevitable. Somewhere along the line, we're going to see what happens when you don't, that other quarter of, you know, of your heart, you're, you're trusting in something else. Again, not to depress anybody. But we need to trust in the Lord with all our heart. Hallelujah. Look in your neighbor and just say all of it. Praise the Lord. Now, let's, uh, let's look at a few verses, Kelly. So we're going to put, uh, we're going to do some things out of Psalms. We're going to come back to Proverbs here, because what we're going to do is kind of dis- dissect these couple verses in Proverbs. But I uh, just want to show you some things, let the Scriptures kind of do the talking for us a little bit. Psalms 118, verse 8 and 9, it says, It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. So how many know it's better to trust in God, right? Now, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of good people out there, um, you know, um, and we like to be able to, you know, have some, uh, you know, some assurance that they're going to be good folks or do you right or whatever. But, but he says it's better to put your trust in God no matter what, all right, and not in men. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Now, this word uh, prince, uh, princes, it means uh, no- nobility, but it brings out, it uses the word generosity. So in the sense of what it says is, is it's better to put trust in the Lord than to put your confidence in a handout. I'll let that sink in just a few minutes, but that's what he's saying. It's because it's you know because you might be getting you know uh, you know because part of that's what it's referring to, and uh, so you know handout you know it's always nice if somebody wants to bless you. <laughs> okay, now you're all like, okay, how many know it's better? It's nice to be blessed, but how many know you don't put you don't put your confidence in a handout? Come on now, it's better to trust in the Lord. Amen. Now, for whatever it's worth, it may not mean anything to you, but uh, uh, Psalms 118, verses 8 and 9 is actually the actual true middle verses of the Bible. I mean, smack dab in the middle. What a good verse to have right in the middle. Amen. It's about trusting God. Isn't, isn't trusting God the better thing? See, it's better to trust in God than to put your confidence in men. It's better to trust in God than to put your confidence in princes. Amen. All right, let's do another one here. We got Psalms. Uh, another one in Psalms, I believe, right? Psalm 62, let's look at this. It says, trust in Him. How, how much? At all times. Trust in Him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. In other words, think about it. That's what that word means. All right. So let's, uh, so what is it? Psalm 62. Let's see. Let me pour, turn to mine. And I thought this was interesting because, uh, Trusting the Lord at all times, you people pour out your heart. What that just it just means to um, uh, to expose or uncover. It's talking about um, becoming vulnerable. Now nobody wants to become vulnerable, really. I mean, because that's a, that's how many know to be vulnerable. Um, sometimes might f- make you feel a little da- feel like you're a little dangerous spot. That's the, that's the thing about vulnerability. Um, but what the Lord wants is you to trust in Him at all times. Amen. And and remain vulnerable in your heart. So you pour out your heart before Him, knows being real, being vulnerable. Come on, being being open. Amen. Why? Because God's your refuge. So that means trust God no matter what's going on. Everybody say, at all times. Because sometimes, you know, there are things going on and, you know, you want to just kind of put up the walls or whatever and, you know, let nobody else in or whatever, and it's a good time to trust God here. He's your, he's your security. He's your safety. He's your refuge, right? And that word selah, again, it means to just stop, pause, and think about it, you know? And uh, so anyway, so I guess we did that. Praise the Lord. We were scriptural. Uh, Psalms 34. Put that up, please. Psalms 34. Let me get turned to it here. Hallelujah. Y'all doing good? Look at your name and say, trust in the Lord. All right, so look, verse 8 here, Psalm 34, Another. this is kind of a common verse too. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good, right? Perceive and experience uh, that the Lord is good. Blessed, everybody say blessed. Blessed, empowered to succeed, empowered uh, to prosper, that means. Also, to uh, empowered to excel, that means. Blessed is the man who what? Trusts in Him, right? So, you know, that's, if you really want to kind of think about it, it's, it's, it's a benefit, you and me, to trust in God, all right, because you're going to be blessed if you trust in God. Sound like a winner? All right, now we're, we're, we're gaining here. All right, verse, uh, or probably chapter, uh, let's see, I got, what? I think I got Proverbs next, right? Is that what it is, or Psalm? No, Psalms 37, there it is, Psalms 37, trust in the Lord and do good, all right, uh, dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness, let's see, what was it, 30. 7, I think I might have missed giving you another verse there. Uh, Verse 4, do you have that too? Oh, you do, okay. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and He shall, what? Give you the desires of your heart. Now it says, trust in the Lord and do good. In other words, sow the do-good seed. Dwell in the land, feed on His faithfulness. Now you're going to have to trust in the Lord for that to happen. And then it said, delight yourself, verse 4, now, the word delight, one of its meanings means to be pliable. All right? So delight yourself. In other words, you're gonna to have to, it kind of goes back to that verse about that vulnerability. You're gonna to have to remain kind of pliable because you, if, if God's gonna be one to lead you, you know you're gonna to have to, you're gonna to have to remain in a place where I'm gonna trust him. I'm gonna remain, you know, in a place of vulnerability so he can lead me. Now listen, because we're going somewhere with all this, right? Because we have a tendency to do this leaning on our own understanding. So we need to understand that there's an importance uh, to this thing called trust in the Lord. And that means at all times and through anything, no matter how right now, emotionally, we're think, where we're at feeling-wise, where we're at you know, mentally, you know, where we're, where our understanding is trying to take us, we're going to trust God, and we're going to have to remain pliable for us to be led like we're supposed to be led. Come on. Sometimes what hangs us up is our past. You know, certain experiences. Well, I did that one time, and all I did is got, you know, My life, you know, got kicked around a little bit or something, whatever. Uh, You know, or I I did that and it didn't quite work right. So what happens is now we're talking about trusting God. Oh, yes, amen, brother. We'll trust God until we get to that area. So so you're telling me then that you're going to trust the Lord with three quarters of your heart. Because that one area, yeah, been there, done that, bought the T-shirt, no thanks. Right now, when you start thinking about trusty, what happens? Trusting the Lord with all your heart just becomes this religious cliche. When you got to stop and think about what does it mean to trust God, and what is it? What is it I'm going to have to do to actually be that individual that trusts God with all my heart? That means I'm going to have to be pliable. I'm even going to at times have to even be vulnerable. Especially when we're dealing with other individuals. You know, dealing with things that where I'd rather be hurt or I'd rather be offended or I'd rather be mad. Come on. And then you got to, you got to like, okay, I'm going to trust you. Lay my heart out there. Have you ever put your heart out there and somebody just stepped on it? Oh. Done that so many times. Just, you know, it's like Lord says, trust me. And you just go, okay. And you put it out there. And they come up and go. The Lord says, pick it up. <laughs> Dust it off. Put it out there again. Like, I don't want to do that. About the time you do. And So now, about this time, see, you know, you're picking it up. Now you're just like hiding it. Right? I'm putting it in my pocket back here. I'm trusting you, Lord. <laughs> I'm trusting. No, you're not. Put it out there. No, no, I'm trusting. It's all right. I got you. I know what you're talking about. It's all good. I got you. You know what I'm saying. And listen, man, there ain't some of these things that ain't fun sometimes, but, but if we want to be led and we want to do what's right and we want to end up in the right place at the right time, it starts right here. And, yeah, there's moments that you think, "Whew!" But uh, I want you to know, the um, Lord begins to walk you through things and little by little you get a little more sensitive, a little bit more dialed in, and uh, you know, he's your security. Come on. He's your refuge. It's all good. And somehow I don't know how it is, you know. Um somebody was taught me the other day about, you know, you know, you gotta kinda sometimes you just maybe you get a little thick skinned. I don't know. Is that is that scriptural? I don't know. As long as you're you still got a pliable heart. Um, sometimes, or depending on what you deal with, you you might get a little thick skin because you kind of just learn that you know can't be moved by some things. You know, maybe a little of that. But I've also gone a little too far with that myself sometimes. get a little too thick, pretty soon you know you're hard to even work with. Come on. I'm talking about me. Come on now. It's okay. Okay, I know you've probably never been there, but I've been there. And, uh, you know, so then there's another thing God has to do. you got to, re- you know, he's your refuge. He's your security. you got to, okay, soften up, dude. It's okay. They're going to hurt me. No, no, it's all right. It's okay. I got you. Right? Right? I'm trying to look at everybody. I know some, some the other day somebody said, man, you are right at me, man. I saw it. And you were like talking to right anything. No, no, I'm really not. Talking to everybody. Because we all need to hear it. Yeah. Come on, right? Come on now. Oh, okay. Where's this going to go, right? Uh, let's do that uh, Proverbs. Let's put that uh, Proverbs 28. Put that up there. This is just another benefit, right? He who is of a proud heart serves up strife, but he, here we go, who, who trusts in the Lord will be prospered. Of course, we could preach all day on that verse. Amen. But, you know, you have to trust God, right? And uh, what happens? You get the word there is prospered. It, uh, again... That's one that means uh, uh, bene- walking in the benefits, victory to abound, satisfied it means, or abundantly satisfied, pardon me, abundantly satisfied. That word also means. Uh, one more. Let's do Proverbs 29, 25. Now we're just kind of establishing some things about trust here, okay? Uh, trust in God with all your heart. Okay, but these are just some benefits. Fear, uh, the fear of man brings a snare. How many know that be true? But whoever what? Trusts in the Lord here he is again, shall be safe, okay, shall be safe. All right, that's a good thing. Amen. That means secure and free from danger. All right. So those are just a few benefits, a few promises there. But we're establishing the fact that we are to trust in God. So let's go back then to Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what? Lean not on your own understanding, right? So trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Now, I think I had like the passion translation on that, didn't I? On Verse 5, trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. Hmm, We'll come to that second part of the verse here a little later. But trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. Now, how many know we all have opinions? I mean, we all have opinions. I don't know about your opinion. Mine are always right. Maybe yours are. I don't know. But uh, you know how we think about our own opinions. Why? Because it's, it's your opinion. You formed your opinion based on insight, teachings, hearing things, growing up a certain way, um, Situations that happen, you grew and learned, all these things begin to come together and begins to form thoughts, sometimes strongholds, but sometimes it's just opinions, and uh, we have a tendency to rely on our own opinions at times. Now, this here's not just talking about opinions, but I just thought that the Passion Translation kind of brings that out, uh, you know, shows you the danger of that. But it's referring to this word lean, first and foremost. Let's look at that maybe. The word lean means to rely on, to rest on, to support oneself on, uh, and to settle back. It refers to a committed reliance. So let's do, uh, let's do this. Is that yours or mine? Is that yours, Juan? Juan, that's your phone. You're in trouble. Get up here. No, I'm serious. Get up here. No, I'm serious. Get up here. No, I am serious. Get up here. No, He thought know, I was just messing with it. No, stay, no, stay, because I'm going to use you. In a... All right, now, I, no, I really am. I was going to do this. Usually I'd take Rick, but Rick wasn't here. Where's Rick go? He go? He's in the class? He's hiding? Did he go to the back row? Everybody moves from the front row. What's the deal? Nobody trusts me. Now, once saying, I ain't never going to sit in the front row either. Huh? All right, so anyway, let's, I want to talk about this word lean. Okay, lean not. Put that back up there. Let's, so uh, Proverbs 3 and 5, put that verse up. Lean not. Let's do the regular translation if you got it, Kelly. Okay, so trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. So let's, let's talk about this word lean, okay, because uh, this sometimes gives us some insight, all right? So um, it means to support oneself on to rest on, (laughs) to settle back, okay? But it refers to a committed reliance. So you think you can hold me up? Okay. You can hold me up? Okay, I'm coming. Don't let me fall because I'm trusting you. Okay, so what I'm doing right now, I'm leaning. Let's get it right here. Get my notes to go squirrely on me here. So what I'm doing is I'm committed right now. I don't know if you know I am. I am committed right now. So if he moves, I'm in trouble. Because I'm committed. As long as I don't have my phone. You better not go answer your phone now. (laughs) All right. So I'm committed right now. So I'm I'm leaning. All right. So I'm resting and supporting myself on one. Right? Now this verse says not to lean. On what? On. on your own understanding. On one, yeah. Especially if he has to answer his phone. Anyway, so, you still got me? All right. Because you'd feel really bad if I fell right now. Wouldn't you? All right. So, anyway. Anyway, so, um, you, sh- you got me, right? All right, all right. Because I'm committed right now. I've got enough weight on him, and I'm kind of, I probably, you know, Anyway, I'm committed. All right. Now, lean not on your own understanding. Everybody say your own understanding. Your own understanding. Now, Your own understanding may not always be wrong. Now, sometimes, uh, sometimes it is. You know, you get thinking about, you know, human reasoning, you know, being things that, um, you know, like the Word talks about according to traditions of men, basic principles of the world that, you know, Colossians brings this out, you know. And uh, so, you know, you could get caught up in certain things that uh, it even says that it's of the world and not of Christ, not according to Christ. So, those are things that we can definitely get caught up in. Um, opinions, your opinion may even be right or it may not be. But the problem is, see, is we're leaning. Leaning on our own understanding, on our own opinions, on our own traditions. That's your phone still, man? <laughs> I tried to turn it off. All right, thank you, Kevin. All right, give the Lord a hand clap. What a blessing. Anyway, so leaning. Now listen, this is what we're not supposed to do. See what? What is See, I have an opinion. I have my own understanding. Now, the Word talks about you can have spiritual understanding, you know, being filled with the knowledge of His will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That's a good thing, right? Yes. But He's talking about here in this text about your own understanding. Now, again, I want to say this. Your own understanding may be correct about some things. But He says you, the danger is we lean. I, I keep getting a little more comfortable here. I know. <laughs> We're leaning on our own understanding. So what happens is, what if your understanding isn't right? Don't you move, but, but this would be a good time for you to move because you move and then you will see what happens, right? The point. Anyway, give this man a hand clap. Praise yeah. the Lord. Uh, now, I'm just saying, so we're, when, when we're talking about and lean not on your own understanding, see, really when you stop, think about trust is about leaning so it's a committed you know you know reliance upon it's a you're committed so when what we're doing we're called to be in a sense be leaning on him instead of leaning on our own understanding and again your understanding may be correct about a situation now we're we're not denying that you may be accurate and right about it, but the problem is you're leaning on your own understanding. So now you're leaning. So what if what if all of a sudden now you just yeah, that's right. You'll see this is what happened, this is what happened to Peter. Okay, he had a he had a great insight. The word said that that the, the Father revealed something to him. So he saw something. He's the Christ, the Son of the Living God, and he he brings that out there in Matthew 16. But then a few minutes later. He, you know, he's leaning on his own understanding. Where it says he was, he was mindful of the things of men, not the things of God. And, of course, these are some things we touched on a little bit on Sundays. But the point is that the problem is, see, he's leaning on his own understanding. And he kind of, in a sense, probably thought he had a right to because he just got something else right. Probably didn't realize, you know, no, that was the father revealed that to you, son. You, you probably wouldn't have got that on your own. But he revealed something to you. You were in a position where he could speak, and you to you, and you caught it, and you spoke out what was right. He got the pat on the back. He got the star for the day. Praise the Lord! The little smiley face. Hallelujah! I mean, the emoji. You know, woo! You know, and everything. Yeah. I mean, he got it. And uh, but a few minutes later, you know, he's leaning in the wrong place, and then he gets in trouble. He gets rebuked. I mean, a problem, a serious rebuke. I mean, he gets called Satan. That's, that's like serious rebuke, you know, like, wow, you know, that's like wake you up kind of stuff. And anyway, so, uh, you know, he's leaning on his own understanding. And you, you stop me thinking, well, why would, why would Peter say, uh, you know, why would Peter think he had a right to rebuke Jesus? Now Again, we didn't go to that text, but I'm just, you know. But, you know, Jesus started saying, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to die and on the third day be raised up. And, and Peter said, whoa, whoa, no. That ain't happening. You think he was being evil? He wasn't being evil. He was just leaning on his own understanding. He was just thinking to himself, we ain't going to let that happen to you. We ain't going to let that happen to you. Now, remember, even when they came to get him in the garden, Peter pulled a sword. <laughs> That's what we do. we hurt you. He did, swung, took a guy's ear off, right? He gets rebuked for doing that <laughs> right. this guy's got you can just imagine the warfare going on in his head, and by the end of the night he's 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 booking it because he's just saying, "I can't do anything right, right now he's denying Christ and Come on. But you stop, you think about everything that went on. He's just being a man. Now the denying part, not so much. But but the point I'm saying is that, you know, he's telling, he's telling the Lord, we ain't gonna let this happen to you. Man, we got a great thing going on. Everywhere you go, there's miracles, there's signs, there's wonders. I mean, you're feeding thousands, you know, with just a few fish and loaves and people being healed all over the place. And, man, there's just signs and everything's happening. What? No, no, there's no way this can happen. And he gets rebuked for it. Why? He was leaning on his own understanding. And so sometimes we have to understand and recognize, you know, we've all been guilty of that kind of mess. You know, we just, because of... Maybe the way things have happened or the way things have gone on, and the Spirit of God says, I want you to trust, and you're saying, not so. I want you to, want to go this direction. No, nah, every time I've done that, I get kicked in the shins. You know, well, he's trying to lead, and we're leaning on our own understanding. Are you getting this? Yes. And that's, that's, where, that's where it becomes a danger. Because sometimes you may be right, but sometimes you're not. Sometimes your own understanding hangs you up. To so really be honest, I mean, there, I guess I, I could probably make a, a an argument out of this. Not, not that I'm here to argue with anybody, but the point is, is that you think about why do we not see the signs, wonders, and miracles like we should? Why do we not see God moving sometimes? In, in situations that we should. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stepping out here on this, but I'm, I, I think a lot of times it comes right down to these kind of things. We're too busy doing this, leaning on our own understanding. You know, why do they have more signs, wonders, and miracles in foreign lands than we do here in the States? Well, they ain't got all these other options. We got all kinds of options. So we have a tendency then to lean on our own understanding. And what happens is you're pulling up other options because you're leaning on this instead of leaning, you know, on Him. Does that make sense? And again, we've all been guilty of this kind of stuff, but we just need to understand when we're talking about trusting in the Lord with all your heart, that means that that's what we need to be doing is leaning on Him with everything. A committed, what do you say? A committed, what was that phrase again? He called it a, a committed reliance. That word lean means a committed reliance. So a committed, I'm so committed, I'm relying. So for a moment there, see, I was all on Juan. He could have have moved and I would have went down. I'm relying, that moment I was relying on Juan to hold me up. Right? Okay. So I'm relying on my own thinking, my own opinions, my own understanding about things. And that's where I lean on. So what happens is, No matter what God's trying to do with you, you're too busy leaning on the wrong thing. So now he can't lead in an area because you're not leaning on him. You're leaning on your own understanding. Are you getting some? All right. Well, it's just it's worthy of looking at, isn't it? I said it's worthy of looking at. Um, Let's uh, I think we'll skip down here a little bit. Kelly, let's do to Proverbs 14. And 12, kind of a common verse. It's a verse I, I, I seem like I use a lot through the course of a year. Uh, 14, 12 says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. You know, we've talked about, you know, on Sundays about, you know, what road you want to get on. You want to get on, you know, life and peace or do you want to get on, you know, death? Which road you want to get on? Well, I want to, I want to get off Death Street. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know, doom and gloom alley, I'd like to get off that. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know, misery street, I'd like to get off that. Come on, somebody. Uh, you know, ruin, destruction. Uh, you know, that word actually death there uh, means the place of Hades, literally means. So in other words, it, the end of that street is like hell on earth. That's what it means. So all it said here is there's a way that seems right to a man. Well, it seems right, Yeah, but, it, but it, it ain't right, or at least that particular area, it may not be right. See, so what you do is you're leaning on your own understanding. See, it seems right. Well, now, uh, Hosea, is it Hosea? I think I had one. Uh, I think it's also 14, right? 14, 9. Uh, Who is wise, let him understand these things. Who is prudent, let him know them. For the ways of the Lord are right. Okay, let's go back to the other verse. Okay, let's go to Proverbs 14 again. Okay, thank you, Kelly. Give her a hand clap. What a blessing. Okay, so Proverbs 14 says there's a way that seems right. But Hosea 14 says there's a way that is right. Come on, right? So his way is always right. So it's better to lean on him anyway because his way is always Right? He's not going to steer you wrong, but the problem that we end up on wrong streets, we go down Death Alley, is because we're leaning on what seems right. And again, nobody's calling anybody stupid. Now, sometimes I think we've all known we've had the spirit of stupid jump on us, had our stupid moments, at least I've had a few, but You're not saying that all your thinking is wrong. We're saying that you can't lean and trust in all your thinking. That's why it's so important to renew your mind. Because your way of thinking starts to adjust and change to his way of thinking, right? That's a whole other sermon. But but anyway, that's the point. So we're saying that when you lean on what seems right, you're, you're heading somewhere you don't want to go. I mean, you're you're bound for something to happen you don't want to happen or end up somewhere you don't want to end up. So we got to lean on what is right, and that's His ways. Okay, that sounds scriptural, right? Sounds right? Come on, right? Most Christians all agree with that. Come on. Now we have to live that and walk that, and that's the challenge, isn't it? You know, I was thinking about some of this, uh, um, you know, just the dangers, you know, of leaning on your own understanding. How many know sometimes it'll get you in trouble? Have you ever been in trouble because of your own understanding? (laughs) Mercy, stories we could tell. Anyway, uh, it gets you in trouble sometimes. Uh, How about this? Sometimes uh, your own understanding will convince you to quit. Based on, you know, things get a little tough or a mistake or a failure or whatever, you might feel like it's a failure or you're something about your past. I've seen people, they lean on their own understanding about something back there, and, and all they're constantly having to war with, should I quit or not? Should I give up or not? It's like, wait a minute, that shouldn't even be an option. But you're leaning on your own understanding, so as a result, now it's an option. Still with me? Uh, It will cause you to end up in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think we've already brought that up. Uh, It will limit you. I mean, you think about the evil reports, um, certain experiences. Uh, Sometimes, um, you know, there's a lot of people who, um, they believe the best, but they expect the worst. I don't really know if that works, but you get my point. We expect the worst. Um, uh, The... There are certain things that deem impossible, and all impossibilities are. In fact, I don't don't have the definition in front of me, but impossible just means that which is deemed impossible based on your thinking, come on, or how you see something. So if you just change how you think and how you see, it's not going to seem impossible anymore. But you get, now listen, all of this happens because you're leaning on the wrong thing. So pretty soon now this evil report this bad circumstance, this situation, this experience, whatever now is dictating you. And all it does then is it limits you because you're leaning on your own understanding. Said, hey, put, get rid of that mess. Well, that all happened. Of course it did. It all happened. It did. We're not, nobody's denying that. Nobody's denying that that's a, an ugly thing. Nobody should have been through that. Nobody should have ever experienced that. nobody uh, you know nobody should have ever had to deal with that, but, but, but it happened. So what do you do? Well, you the last thing you need to be doing is leaning on that experience as part of your understanding, uh, you know and then basing your your steps on what seems right. So now we're going make a, we're going to make another decision here. Okay, you just, you just had a couple other bets, and, and because you're leaning over here, you're, you're bound now to make another decision that you're going to regret. But it seems right because we're leaning. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking about you now. I know he is. Well, you're all getting kind of nervous on me. I think, you, you know, come on, we've all been here. We've all been here. Come on. Now we just should just laugh at that mess. Don't give the enemy any more place with it. Come on, right? All right, how, much, how about this? Let's look at well, just some other dangers of leaning on your own understanding. Uh, it'll wear you out. Most stress, just about all stress, is based on you leaning on your own understanding. So you get wore out because of it, Okay. You're always agitated, stressed out, insecure, fearful, worked up because you sit and you think about the wrong stuff. Come on. Um, it'll deceive you. I think that's an understatement, right? And I get, Because the reasonings and assumptions, you know, it's just kind of a playground for the enemy. Let um, me just throw another one at you. Uh, you, you end up uh, leaning towards self, self-justification. Um, uh, you know, what's that word, uh, kind of deals with like self-security. You know, you're trying to keep yourself, sec- you know, you're protecting yourself. Maybe self-preservation, maybe that's a word. Maybe that'd be a way to say it. You, you, now, because you're leaning. now all your decisions are based on what seems right. So you're now in preserve mode. You're now trying to protect yourself, protect your heart, protect your this, protect your that. And the whole time, the Spirit of God says, I can't even work with this. You're too busy leaning over here, I'm trying to direct you around this to get you free from all that mess. Whew. That's where stuff like this, too, comes up, uh, blame, excuses. All that kind of stuff starts coming out of this because we're leaning on our own understanding. And these are just some of these negative things uh, that come out of leaning on your own understanding. We probably go all night, with different things, but that just gives you about, you know, you know, half a dozen things that just, you know, that we get caught up in that happens in as a result of it. Now, the point we're trying to make is because in the end, I want to end up in the right place. So all this stuff, you know, works together. So now you start going, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways now. In other words, as you're walking now, that's okay. So Proverbs 3 and verse 6 now Okay, now listen, these all fit together because, uh, you know, you, you, in all your ways you acknowledge him and then he starts directing your paths. But there ain't going to be no paths being directed if you're not stopping long enough and acknowledging and letting him lead. Come on, somebody. Why? Because you're too busy leaning on your own understanding. Why? Because you're not really trusting in him. You're kind of trusting something else. So we have to see that all this is a progression that the idea is to get you in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing, hallelujah, the way you're supposed to do it, praise God, getting the results, getting the answers, getting the victories, hallelujah, doing and living and hallelujah, having something to rejoice about every day, praise God. Whew. Probably a good thing nobody is up front here. I think i got the spits going on. Uh, you, did it get you, Gloria? I'm sorry, hon. I don't know. It is anointed, they tell me, but I don't know. <laughs> it is kind of gross, though. But anyway, hallelujah. So, again, so verse 6, in all your ways, acknowledge Him. So what does that mean? All right, so um, let's look at, uh, let's see here. Um, put that passion translation back up there, Kelly. And, um, okay, so this is the second This is verse 6. Okay, right. Uh, Become intimate with Him in whatever you do, and He will lead you wherever you go. That's pretty good, right? All right. Now, the, um, let's see here, the message translation, I think I I know I'm kind of jumping ahead here a little bit, Kelly, but put that one up at the same now too, and it says uh, to listen, right? Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. So okay, here it is. So listen, this is the message. Listen for God. So obviously, so when you start thinking about this, we're talking about being led. So somewhere, like I mean, you gotta. You talk about being led, then you gotta be listening. You gotta be positioning yourself to be led. So everything that happened in verse five is is positioning yourself to, amen, to be led. So even the beginning of this verse, see, listening. Amen. That's how it words it in, uh, in, a, in several translations. Back to the, uh, to the King James or New King James uh, version of it, verse 6. <clears throat> in all your ways, acknowledge Him. So what does that mean? Okay, so, you know, uh, in all your ways. It just means in the course of life, mode of action, uh, manner of living. It even uses the word in conversation. So, I mean, it's a... Um, but it's talking about just everyday living, okay, um, in all your ways. So in, other words, in the course of the day, we all have a life. We all have things going on. Um, we all have, uh, you know, responsibilities, things we're accountable for. Um, we have children. We've got grandkids. We've got, uh, you know, we've got a house to care for. We've got bills to pay. Um, so you got a job. you got things that you're uh, responsible for, you. maybe you're in ministry, doing things, you're accountable for things, doing things, being things. So the point is that in, in all your ways. So in other words, uh, this could mean uh, different for everybody, but at the same time, the same thing for everybody. Does that make sense? So in other words, it doesn't matter. It, it, this is for whosoever's in the room, whoever watching, listening, whoever's reading the book. See, in, all your, in everything that you do in the course of your day, Whatever whatever is on your plate, to do every day, okay, in all your ways, what do you do? You acknowledge Him, okay, because it's kind of a key, key word here. It means recognition. You recognize Him. It means to make confession of, which, amen, or a declaration of consent. So in other words, it isn't just looking up, but you're acknowledging Him in the sense that you're saying, hello, sir, or, you know, father I'm, I, I want I, I want to i want to acknowledge i want to i want to open myself up to you all right are you still with me yeah. so that's why when it talks about a consent or talking about um, a declaration or a confession recognition authorization so what you're doing acknowledgment is all about stopping pausing through the course of your day this is where this is where the this is where it's key, you know. A lot of times we don't stop until we we come to church on on Sunday or Wednesday. Now you're the you're the radical group because you're all here on Wednesdays because radicals go to church on Wednesdays. I mean, I get a little more out of you on that, but you know you know you're the, the that group that midweek. Everybody goes midweek. Who goes to church on midweek? Oh, we do. Hey, right. Come on. Well, but how many know we acknowledge him not just on Sunday mornings, not just Wednesday nights? That's my point. We acknowledge him in all our ways. So you, you get up, you acknowledge him, you you're moving along. Some of you have certain, um, you know, you have time that you have uh, in the word or time of prayer, depending on how you're uh, how you work your schedules. Uh, some people don't, maybe don't pray in the morning. Maybe they have a certain time they do when they get home in the evening or something. I don't know, depending on what your schedules are. But, but uh, I'm not just talking about your prayer time only or your word time only. He says, in all your ways. So that means on the way to work, when you get to work putting the clothes on, your your, your little sugar there, getting them all dressed and ready for school, getting them to school. You might be cooking something. You might be cleaning something. You might be, you know, doing something. Whatever it is, you're stopping once in a while, pausing, learning. See, the more you can learn to just pause and acknowledge because what you're doing is you're leaning. On him, Right? You're leaning on Him. So you're just, you see, you've you, you got all kinds of stuff going through the day, but, but you, know, you know, you have to understand, um, He knows what you have to do. He is so aware of what you have to do. He's so aware of what you have on your plate. He is so aware of, of your uh, responsibilities as a parent. As a spouse, as a grandparent, uh, he's so aware of your uh, your accountability and in, in 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 to leaders or being a leader or uh, you know employee-employer relations. Uh, uh, you know uh, uh, your church, your uh, you know your what you do in the house of God, what you do for the Lord. What you, all this stuff fits into this. All your ways. So in the midst of it, you're stopping, pausing, and acknowledging him. You're giving him consent. Now, he may, not, he may not say anything to you about it. But what you've done is you gave him consent. Because, see, it could be that whatever we're talking about right now, uh, you know, your own ways are Okay. You know, you you got to go to Ben for work. Well, you you're leaving Redmond, and there's ninety-seven. You got to go down ninety-seven. Well, what if the Spirit of God says, "Take the old Ben Redmond Highway"? But you know, you might you might open up McNabman. He didn't say one thing, so you just you just carry on with your day. But it could be he says. You better make a different turn here. Listen, I've, I've heard of too many, too many testimonies of people being saved because they heard the voice of God and made the adjustment in their normal, regular schedule. And God spared their life because they listened. See, But see, they don't, that doesn't happen to people who won't acknowledge Him. Listen, I'm talking about believers. I ain't talking about the world. I mean, the world's going to get what, because they, they, they don't know anything about leaning on God. But you're, you're people, you know about God, and you, you lean on God, and you're leaning on God. Right? So what happens? He can lead and guide you and direct you. Uh, you know, you, you're, you're getting ready to discipline a child or something. And, uh, you know, you lean on your own understanding, it, it might get you in trouble. Sometimes. Sometimes you don't understand. He's accurate. Get it handled. Get her done. Could be right, but you're 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 learning to acknowledge him. You know, I've had him many a times after the fact. The spirit of God goes, yeah, shouldn't <laughs> have done her that way. It's like, Ugh. so now we got to. What do you do now? Well, you go pout. No, no. You go get mad. No, no, no. What do you do? You, you learn to acknowledge because there might be something you have to do here. Listen, I've had to, I can't even tell you how many times over the years, I've had to stop and go apologize for something. Oh, ain't nobody making me do that, i am telling you. No, this might be a good time because you were leaning on your own understanding. It got you in trouble. But see, God could still, because he, He's the one that preserves you and protect you, amen. So what do you do? You, you, even though you might have blew it two seconds ago, come on, He's going, phew, you acknowledge, bang, get you back on track. Come on, that's how quick this thing can work. So a lot of people don't realize how fast God can lead you, guide you, direct you, protect you. Come on, and well, I've already blown, I've already blew my day. No, you didn't, you just blew a few moments. Don't give the devil the rest of the day. Just acknowledge. Amen. Let him lead. And he might show you how to do this thing. Might show you exactly what to pray, what, what verse to declare, amen, what to speak. Whew. Somebody said, well, if I knew it was going to be this hard being a Christian, I would, I'll tell you, I would have thought twice about it. Now, this ain't that hard. It really ain't. It's just learning to do it, and say, well, I ain't never heard God. Listen, I I guarantee you, you've heard Him. I guarantee you, you just didn't know it was His voice. You just thought it was, you know, well, I had a good idea. Well, every good idea comes from above. (laughs) So anyway, that's a whole other sermon. But the bottom line is, praise God, it's amazing. But the more you do it, the more in tune you become, the more aware. And most of the time, it's just the, the, the only reason that we're not hearing is because we're not acknowledging Him. We didn't stop just for a minute. And, you know, I, I, I might have had a few verses in there on this. I think I did, uh, uh, you know, David, even the Psalms 91, says that, uh, you know, I will save the Lord, He's my refuge and my fortress, my God, In Him will I trust. That's what he's saying. The whole thing is, I'm letting Him lead me here. Psalms 46 says to be still and know that I'm God. And that word be still means to stop, pause, and acknowledge. That's all it means. Psalms 62 says, my soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from Him. So, there, so that's talking about, again, about learning to just be still a little bit once in a while. Even when you get into uh, James, you know, submit to God, resist the devil, draw near to God. I mean, so you, the whole thing, what you're doing is the whole thing's talking about you first and foremost, connecting with him. Amen. When you're drawing near to him, the word says he draws near to you. Sometimes it's just that's all in It's all feeds into the same thing. You're just stopping for a few minutes and you're just just connecting. I just want to tell you, Lord, I love you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a good day. Hallelujah. What are you doing? Just getting still, just getting quiet inside. It doesn't take, just takes a few seconds. You're going along, moving along. Well, I got I'm just too busy. Really? You're too busy to, you know. Well, you know, I gotta go to the doctor and I go to my lawyer because I got all these issues and all these problems. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Maybe you're too busy because where we don't stop long enough and listen. Listen, we're not picking on anybody. It's just the facts. Sometimes it's like, stop, pause, let him lead. Before you go say that, well, you know, I just want to get something off my chest. Nobody wants to hear what's on your chest. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. Nobody wants a piece of your mind. And you might be amazed that if you stop Along with God, God might say, so if I get quiet with God, he'll tell me not to do it. <laughs> Listen, if he's telling you not to do it, I wouldn't do it. I'm just saying, right? It could be he, he could be he, you know, maybe gives you a, a little adjustment and now go take care of that. Right? <laughs> Some of the biggest things, uh, just the simple things that the Lord has done for me over the years, uh, just by saying this simple phrase, what are you going to do about it? It was like common. (laughs) Something happened. It's in your face. There it is. It's like, And the Spirit of God goes, what are you going to do about it? And you know when he said that, (laughs) you know, what it means is stop here. Think about it. You know. Let's be led in how we handle this. And that right there might be the thing. that just all of a sudden allows God in the scene. Next thing you know, you're being led. You're doing the right things. You end up in the right place at the right time. Can I hear an amen on that? Amen. All right. And what happens at the end? He shall direct your paths. Make straight your paths. Pleasant and prosperous, it means. Amen. Guide your steps. Amen. All kinds of verses on that, right? The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Uh, Psalms 37 says, Psalm 32 says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. Micah 4 brings out, he will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. Amen. Isaiah 48 says, I am the Lord your God who will teach you to profit and lead you in the way you should go. Psalms 25, show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. The whole time is just so many things that God just wants to lead. And if you're leaning on Him and not leaning on just, you know, your own way of thinking, and you're learning to stop, pause, and acknowledge, guess what? He has freedom now to lead you and guide you. Amen. You know when you know it's it's like the anointing when the anointing's on you it makes you look better than you are it really does when it ain't phew, you have trouble bubba amen but it's the same thing when you're being led by God it makes you it just makes you look better you just end up in the right places and end up saying the right things and uh, you, you just know when to respond and when to react and how to react and and it's like the whole time it's like Man, how does that person know? Well, they're being led. They're being led. And you can't be led without stopping long enough to acknowledge him because you're too busy leaning on your own understanding because you won't give your whole heart in an area of trust. But if we're going to trust him and lean on, our own un- or lean on him, amen, instead of our own understanding, and we learn just to stop, pause, and acknowledge him, you're going to be guided in your steps. And that's a good thing. Did you get something tonight? Give the Lord a praise, everybody. Come on. Why don't you all stand up? Praise God. Appreciate you giving me a few extra minutes there. Thank you for that. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Remember the old old radios? You had to kind of dial them in. remember that? Nowadays, everything's so digital, just push a button and, you know, whatever. And, uh, but, uh, uh, you know, it used to be you had to, you know, you you had to dial things in. In fact, if your antenna was giving you fits, you had to go find a clothes, you know, a clothes hanger. (laughs) Bend that baby, poke him on the top. You had this stupid little dumb thing on your antenna. But, hey, I can finally hear the station now. Hallelujah, you know. But, uh, you know, it used to be that's kind of how all that stuff was, you know. Or at home, remember, you could stand, you could hold something and just kind of stand. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Am I the one that ever had that happen? You know what I mean? You just, you know. okay, now I can watch TV because I got the right reception going on here. And, uh, you know, and it seemed, you know, a little bit complicated. But you just had to find that right combination. And sometimes it took a little moving and a little adjusting, a little this, a little that. Well, you're, you're walking God sometimes, you know, it can be that way. It's just a just a little thing, little thing, little thing, little thing. Next thing you know, you're, you're dialed in, and now you're hearing. And sometimes it's just the little simple things of just stop, pause a little bit, and give them place, and pretty soon all of a sudden you're, you're picking up on it. Amen. And if you, pick up, you learn to pick up on it in the quiet times, then in those emergency moments, you're more apt to pick up on it. And that's good. Amen. I mean, especially when you're, God says, pray for so-and-so. Call up so-and-so. Turn to the right. Go to the store. Go shopping. Hallelujah. Oh, anyway. (laughs) Father, we give praise and glory. Thank you for your word, for these principles. Thank you for a people of God that hear your voice. For people of God that learn to trust you with all their heart and they lean on you instead of their own understanding. A people, Lord God, hallelujah, that learn to acknowledge you in all their ways. And Father, we give you the praise and the glory for it. Thank you for taking us higher, hallelujah, making us the men and women we're called to be. And for that, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord, y'all.